Welcome back to the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now at the mention of whiskey in its name or title. Hey, this is Jake coming live from Glen Ellen, Illinois. That's right. We are not at the Keena Lake Studios in Lakeview, Illinois, because the robberies have got so obscene there that I had to move my operation from my basement into, you guessed it, the Pornhub Studios. Oh, no, sorry. The, uh, the studio space of the greatest office in the entire whiskey industry, which there is at go. Malloy's Finest Glen Ellen. Come shop here. Buy some of the delicious barrel selections that we have, about 12 of them sitting on this desk right now. And I am not alone, as you can tell with all the laughter and chattering behind me. Oh, Wilson Torres just walked into the into the scene. Hey, young world. Just one of four guests we have on the show today. Yeah, that's right. We have a, quite the operation. We have five people, four mics. We'll see how it all plays out. Steve Malloy, thanks for having us. Thanks for coming out, Jake. Wow, that was very loud. I liked it. It was intense. Ooh, there we uh, go. Normally, I don't get on the mic enough, I, so yes, now I'm like yes. overcompensating, and that's a problem with lots of men. So I got to. The crit, the critics are out there, and they always critique you and Wilson about not talking into the mic enough. But um, one person who's not critiqued enough for doing that is is to your left because he does sometimes sit far away when he's up at the. We're at Warehouse Wick Liquors, and we're sitting there with Zach, and Zach's yeah. talking trash, and Eric's just looking, and I'm like, hmm. Isn't Why am it, I here? If you mention Steve Malloy on five podcasts, he'll show up for one to record. That's it. our yeah. that's our, our whole goal. It's like he gets a little it's, Steve Malloy like car like punch. Saying, uh, <laughs> Bloody Mary in the mirror. I well, just appear. <laughs> Area manager for Old Elk, Mr. Eric Rosentreder, is also with us today. Hi. And that's not it. We have one one more surprise for Steve and Eric. As we, I planned this podcast with them earlier in the week, I said I had a few surprises for them. And uh, the next surprise was a man that went on an extreme amount of rants that I just absolutely love <laughs> on our last podcast. The public has loved them as well. The response has been great. Other than uh, his old running mate of Sunday Night Fights, he might have something to say about that. But also with us, with us today is Chris Blantner. Hey, Thanks for up, for having me, and we'll see what rants uh, occur today. It was great. It was great to listen to. It was. Uh, I, good, a lot of positive feedback on that Very podcast. Much. It's also interesting, I guess, how I feel like over COVID, we got a lot of negative feedback. Not negative, but just like more troll stuff, I guess, about our podcast. And now everyone's like, oh, that was a really great episode. I'm like, wow, people are coming around. Really nice. COVID, silver lining, made them nice. There's a vaccine. <laughs> nice. Positivity in that. Um, yeah, we are out here at Glen Ellen um, in Glen Ellen today to talk about, I guess, this would be essentially an industry podcast, an industry roundtable, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's the most roundtable we've ever recorded at, so, I mean. It's kind of oval, but yeah. it counts. That's like a big pill. <laughs> it is. It's like a big pill. Yeah. We've yeah. got naked sushi coming it's in like 45 minutes, so oh. let's make it quick, guys. Oh, well. <laughs> what? A lot of whiskey, to, a lot of whiskey to get it through. It is the so. It's appropriate. Um, yeah. Uh, Steve, how's everything been up to since the last time we spoke? Was that Buzzard Roost? Uh, yeah, I think so. Things are humming. I see um, you have a lot of single barrels in stock. Um, yep. <laughs> um, how was, uh, we talked about it a little bit with Chris in the last episode, mm-hmm. but how was Kentucky Bourbon Festival? Oh, uh, it was awesome. You were very missed. I heard, mentioned. yes, I've heard, I've heard. I don't recall mentioning you several times to Chris, but <laughs> I must have, because well, there there were two beds in my room. Yeah, you were looking oh, you to split that bill. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we weren't going to cuddle. I mean, oh. well, I mean, I was, you know, who knows? But I was just reading an article today about how laying naked with your partner lowers anxiety, stress, yeah. um, creates foreplay, and many other positivities to it. Yeah. Ten, well, ten, thanks for coming out, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off. Should I leave? 
<laughs> Steve's leaving, actually. No, K- yeah, KBF so was great. We are yeah. the most proper room right now, if you think about it. I mean, it, it's I always love the porniness of this room. <laughs> the idea that I'm having so. him share a mic with somebody, the one that doesn't know how to talk on the <laughs> microphone, who's just looking up at the sky now. <laughs> Wait, uh, is this room really porny? There's, there's, the hipster, I mean, there's, there's hipster bars in Chicago that yeah. actively try and look like this and yeah, fall short. True. And there's yeah. lots of yeah. mirrors. <laughs> lot there is bars. a yeah. pyramid skylight, skylight I mean, above come us. come on. No, it just what reminded studio me of, lighting. I don't know, Kinky, I guess. I don't know what it reminded me of initially. Someone's house that I grew up next door to, which... There's, not, there's some kind of carpet on the, the wall. Uh, there is carpet which on is, the wall. Is that carpet or wallpaper? It's uh, it's not oh, wallpaper. It is fabric. soundproofing. For it the, is fabric. That's and why I, I don't know if the designer here. went a little crazy in here. Your father. <laughs> uh, no, no. We, you know, we had somebody... <laughs> um, we we uh, we brought someone in. Yeah, on this one. Nice. She's so, still around. Uh, he is, so far as I know. <laughs> All right. Well, I need to. But, I need uh, a consultant for my house. But if, yeah, um, yeah, if you want to go porn, I'll get you the contact. I appreciate that. That's. <laughs> That's what the wife and I need. Invest what, in the Scotch card. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. KBF though. Um, lots of. You picked some barrels while down there too. Even more barrels, Dad. Your. Oh, uh, we did a uh, an Elijah Craig barrel proof. That was crazy good. We ended up with a um, 10-year-old, 132-proof Dietzville barrel, which is killer. They were all good, but, man, right away, everybody was, like, looking at each other. Yeah. Like, oh, this is no contest. They're, like, the only brand for me that really gets away with doing such high-proof whiskey so well. Yep. Like, seriously. I was just going to say, I was like, Elijah Craig (laughs) has this under underdog type of thing to when it comes to single barrels you don't see mm-hmm. many of i have i don't really i personally don't see a lot of them but when i do yep. see them they're like very high proof but their people are just grabbing them left and right mm-hmm. so i didn't know for, for the the novelty of it to mm-hmm. say you have it but people are literally grabbing them by two at a time or just right, talking right. and posting so I mean, there's there's oh, definitely God. barrels out there that are just high proof for the sake of being right. high proof, right? And yeah. it's just you know like yeah. this is hazmat, like come get it, like well, I call that castle and key. What? 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 Ooh, See if he's paying attention. What? See if he's paying attention. Oh. <laughs> right across the bow, fight. But no, I think Elijah Craig. I mean, they pack enough flavor in there that it's you know it's not it, as for me as long as it's balanced with flavor and it's got a lot of layers to it. It's you know. If it, 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 it doesn't have to blow your palate out. Yeah, um, it kind of gets to the next point I wanted to bring up. was like the whole barrel picking experience, and I just tasted one of the barrels that I picked. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. At, uh, at Starlight, mm. which oh, we just got. I just bill. tried it, and it is as delicious as I remember. You know, it was a little foggy that day. It was after we already did one barrel pick, drove a little bit. Yep. And I was peeing on the side of a barn, I believe, at the time the decisions were made. But um, I, mean, I think you made a good decision. I don't decision. think anybody noticed no, no, that, no, no, you, no. That, you, that, you, that you excused yourself to. Uh, I asked permission before The lunch I did crowd so. was really upset with that. But other than that, you were fine. The people in the gazebo yeah. were like, what's he doing yeah. over there? The school bus going by was like. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. It's in the country. There's no one out there. But no, the barrel picking experience there is kind of compare it from a small guy to a big guy. Mm-hmm. Starlight's like one of the 
most fun experience I think you can have at a, at a distillery for kind of an all day activity of going around the entire farm, um, seeing everything they do hands on and been doing for what, like six generations, seven generations of family. Yeah. 1870s or something. Yeah. And then actually going into the rickhouse and just pulling samples straight from the barrel and stuff. Hey hey, you guys, here's a few samples on the table for you, which is always great and nice to do as Mm -hmm. well. But when you're just like running through the rickhouse, like, well, what's that one taste like? Um, about that one over there. So Starlight have like a core bat like a core skew set that they, they rely they on have their, they want to okay they, 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 they do so they're doing like a non-flagship they, model yes. essentially okay so, cool. so cool. they do have their carl t bourbon that's like their flagship okay okay cool. um but i mean obviously I love their single barrel stuff they're yeah. really kind of i mean yeah obviously they've really made their name with the finishes I think yes. last time we were there, it was like we're up to 38 or nine different finishes. <laughs> like, holy and shit, this is crazy. And your arch nemesis has all of them. What's that? And your arch nemesis has all of them. Who's the arch nemesis? Never mind. I don't, I don't mention, oh, 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 I don't yeah. mention the yeah. B word in this yeah, room. You see, you it might burn. Yeah. It's a rainbow over there. Beetlejuice might show up. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you not mentioning that. Yeah. yeah. Either him or... They are my nemesis, but we are not theirs. <laughs> This is, this is true. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm glad you have that perspective. Chris, it seemed like you were going to say something. Um, I was just going to say this: the Starlight experience is exactly like what you said, Jake. You, you want to taste it? You can taste it. They'll climb to the top of the rickhouse mm-hmm. cool. and thief from pretty much any barrel, and everything's open game basically mm. there, which is which is cool, and it can also be fatiguing while you're while you're there tasting because that can lead to you know tasting way too many things um but it's it's one of the coolest experiences if you're ever able to do a pick there because they just you you go into the rickhouse and it's just fair game Mm -hmm. yeah totally every time we're there it's we always count afterwards like how many barrels we sample it's always like in the teens somewhere Right. And it's just, it's crazy. I mean, you know, some of them were just having a little sip and then, you know, they want us to season the barrels. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, just how's your, whatever. That's how's your consumer reaction been with that, too? So, I mean, for me, like any store I go into, whether it's you or somewhere else, mm-hmm. um, it seems like everybody has a different starlight finished in mm-hmm. something else. And I trust what they do. I completely yep. trust what they do. But you can't have all of them. Right. So, I'm wondering right. if there's like, like maybe a little consumer fatigue happening with that. It's. Yeah. I, I feel after maybe four or five, I'm out. How many do you bring usually to uh, a single barrel taste? Well, you guys do it all, all down in Kentucky, don't you? We do it in market and in Kentucky, but at the same time, we, we mimic the same. We try to mimic the same sample um, allocation. So it's three with a fourth, if necessary, for a okay. tiebreaker, okay. if you will. Sure. Um, but that's, Love a good tiebreaker. That's it. But you know, I think a tie I is feel, like kissing your brother. I'm coming from a different perspective, <laughs> where I'm not <laughs> a fan go. of Starlight. Okay, that's fair. So, You're not, wait, I'm sorry. What I'm you not say? a fan of Starlight. Oh. So it's that's so my that's perspective. Right. You said that once, and I was like, Ooh. yeah. It's, it's to the point for me, like where I look for specific finishes now. Mm. Otherwise, yeah. I'm like, I'm not really curious about everything not, because well, yeah, I'm not. So like the blackberry thing was cool for me. Sure. I loved it with the ice cream, and I loved mm. it in uh, in, mm. in uh, highballs. <laughs> For sure, like a little Tom Collins topper or something like that. I loved it had a oh, place a for idea. me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it for that. But then it seemed as though it was like 
to your point earlier, they have like 35 finishes now. I'm like, come on. It's it's overwhelming. Come it's a lot. For sure. It's a lot. It's fatigue. After it's just, you have, I mean, even at whiskey shows, you have four mm-hmm. or five sips of something. Of, it just reminds me of like beer, how it was like, wow, this new brewery's got this one every week. And like, cool. Like for the fans out there, it's that's something they do. It occupies their consciousness. Yeah. yeah. But and I'm, like that no flagship model is, for me, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to keep up with. I mean, it is very hard to keep up with. I, I, I think with them, at least they have an intent behind it because they're using sure. the products of their actual farm, not mm-hmm. to be a defender of Starlight because they don't need me. They don't need oh, me to be. That's a valid point. Um, because Chris and I were talking about it on the last episode about how a lot of brands are just tracing chasing trends in that sense mm-hmm. with the finishing where they're actually exploring everything that they make on their farm and then incorporating that into their whiskey. Do you find that consumers are aware of that, Steve? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I, th- I think they do know that. I think a lot, I think people are more aware of what they're doing with their farm stuff than sure. maybe some other kind of family operations are. Like Buffalo Trace. Yeah, I mean, I mean. <laughs> yeah. There's the bingo yeah. square. Here we go. Uh, it, do, it, it does no, take. I said that just for you. Well, yeah, do you think, I, do you think, sorry, regional, do you no, think no, regionality so helps with that too? Is it because they're just down the street, what is it, right off 65, mm-hmm. uh, just south of Indianapolis? So yeah. they. It's I mean, you got to drive up a little mountain. Develop but... the region a little bit more than. Yeah. It was driving up the yeah, a little death defying. Yeah, you're like, and then after all your samples the coming right back way? down. <laughs> yeah. I've been there was... four times, and every time I'm like, this is, yeah, this is the right way, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Those are what they call the knobs. Yeah. Oh, the knobs. Yes. Oh, thank yeah. you. Interesting. We call them bluffs in Iowa. Yeah. Bluffs. Iowans. Yeah. Weird guys. That's a really great point, though, because all the. And I think they are trying to hire somebody in Illinois for a market manager from mm-hmm. what I heard from their old distributor. But to get that story out there, we've talked to so many brands it's a great story. on this podcast yeah. and it is a great story, but having that person out there to communicate with you boots on the ground every day is so pivotal to like what you said, Eric, getting to what is your, what is your core identity as a distillery? So everybody can go to that, go to the store and buy just your rye, just your bourbon, whatever you want to make, you know, like I can just go back and get that every time if I want to. And then I can start exploring the finishings in the single barrel mm-hmm. program too. Right. And I, I run into, I forget, um, I run into the person in charge of their distribution Kevin. in Chicago. Kevin, thank they just, you. They just uh, left fairly it. often. Just, they just left them though. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So they're screwed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got to get a hot take in there. No, um, no but, but Kevin's like, a hustler for sure. Yeah. It's one of those things that would like it, the, the juxtaposition of seeing so many single barrels in a retail environment mm-hmm. versus like, okay, we're out in bars and stuff like that, at least in sales capacities. It's kind of like how the barrel craft thing goes too, where it's like, I don't see them in bars very often. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. Maze and match has some right up the street, but they've got a very advanced collection. Mm. It's like, okay, um, I saw this, I'm going to go to Franklin room or something like that. And I want to try it. And it's, it's become so much more of a crapshoot because there's so many brands now. Yeah. That is just like I don't really see them out in, out in bars mm-hmm. very often. Is that is, a way? Which for, is another challenge. Do you think it's a way for a small? Because we both are work for brands that are probably a little bigger than Starlight, but still in that modern, not craft, but small guy um, realm. Is it a way for small brands to actually build a footprint, which isn't the traditional route? What you would do with whiskey? Maybe you just put out two, three, four core skews and have it out there. But if you have a lot of uh, bottles facing the customers and everything looks good in the packaging, everything tastes different, is a way to find new customers as a new exploratory method? I would think so. I would hope so. That, like, pick out your handful of bars, make good friends with them, develop a reputation, and then that'll kind of, whoever's serving, assuming you spend time educating their their staff as well, 
that the, hopefully the hope is, and hope is definitely a four-letter word, is that they'll continue that advocacy for you as well because you're a good person. It, it's one-on-one stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so going off your brand building right. episode. It's, it's almost like, like it's that. like a marriage of modern method of distilling with old school techniques of selling. For sure. Well, well we can just end the podcast now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, Wilson? You seem to be. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just processing. It Thank you, because I, I feel each of our brands, we're selling to a different consumer. For sure. So we're not selling to the same consumer. Steve has a fantastic perspective because he's he's selling all three of us. Stop kissing his ass. His one consumer. Are we mm. selling to different consumers, mm. or are we trying to find? Our consumers. <clears throat> We're doing both. Okay. We're doing both. Who do Very you, good question. Who do you identify as your consumer? The uh, cocktail drinker, the everyday uh, sipper. That's who we are. Of American whiskey or any whiskey? Of American whiskey. Mm-hmm. What would you say, is you, would your consumer be in that line t- too, but I guess more probably towards a sipping than it would be the cocktail? Yeah. I, I mean, just based on price alone. Um and trying to bring the story of Greg Metz to the consumer and trying to shine a light onto his career is a totally different animal. Um, but our, our whiskeys are not really cocktail priced um, unless you go with our bourbon or something like that. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I think, well, I'm, I don't know what ours is. And that's why Star Wars letting me go at the end of this month. So. You Joking. heard it I'm here. <laughs> Maybe they might be. I don't know. Who knows? Um, who knows? Who knows? Dave Van Moose. We all genuinely believed you. Yeah. I don't know what that says. Isn't funny? I was like, oh. My Scott isn't, 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 isn't today the end of the month? month? Yeah. My dimple yeah. face yeah. son is gone. You know. No, he becomes a soon-to-be dad. I'm out. Now I'm losing my job. Like, it's gonna oh, it's gonna be sleep on the lake podcast starting in October. <laughs> you know what? I'll have a lot more time to work on the podcast. Now. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Down by the river. Yeah, I'll just come, I'll come over. I'll come over here every Wednesday. I feel the, the the question that you asked, though, Eric, about um, Starlight and this to use them Starlight. is what is the core there? Mm. Seriously, yeah. is there a core? There? I don't know. I don't, I I don't was know genuinely cons- asking. I'm yeah. not sure. I don't know if the That's consumer what, so knows that. Exactly. So they so see all these different colored labels. And Roach, st- I think Roach they're doing a great job, generally. Yeah. But I think it's definitely muddied the waters over the past couple of years, especially as they've you know, blasted the market with single barrels. Well, and something... And, I, I'm sorry. Um, and you know, a few finishes have come out like as the sought-after ones. Right. And then... You know, all the other ones are great, but I mean, they are they becoming more of like a hand sell because it's you I know they are appearing yeah. the, the and the danger I see. I love cask finished whiskeys. I, I just do. I unapologetically will, will always feel that way. The danger to what I see, um, especially with something like their blackberry finish, to me it was a little blackberry forward. Is are you turning people onto whiskey or are you turning people onto finishes? You're just turning me like on. that sort of thing. But you know what? If I wanted an eighty dollar cocktail in a bottle, I'm probably not going to buy it. Mm. But if it's going to stop me and make me think and, be, and pay attention to like that harmony that's going on in there, hopefully balance. I feel like we're attacking Starlight. No, this is totally not Starlight. Yeah, not Starlight. We got on. We got. <laughs> we got onto them because of the of of what they're doing and. The, I do think I absolutely love the distillery. Same. Yep, they're, same. They're they're probably there for out, a reason. Yeah, they're putting out incredible whiskey, incredible finishes. However, I do have to say that they've sort of positioned themselves in a 
tricky spot because mm-hmm. completely agree. If and when, and I think it's just a matter of when the single barrel thing and the finish thing starts to diminish, they're going to be in a tricky spot because mm. I'm not sure that a lot of the consumers that are buying Starlight whiskey right now are aware of the core yeah. bourbon or are aware of the core rye. Now, maybe... But Frugal McDougal has their barrel pick. Unless, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. So. Unless, unless, unless they're using this to maybe build their brand equity, which, which is totally, totally valid. Totally. Um, but is it a regional equity or is it a national equity? I think the days of national equity I, are shrinking very rapidly underneath everybody's feet. 100%. I mean, like, yeah. it, it, this Absolutely. goes back to a conversation yeah. we had at least three years ago with the Mississippi River guys where they launched initially to like 26, 28 markets as, you know, a very young whiskey. And in the beginning of the crafts movement, like they were right there in the precipice of it all. And they would, they, talk about how that was a big mistake like we should just owned our backyard outstretched from there gone from leclerc to chicago leclerc up to wisconsin work on iowa the way that cedar ridge has done and now they're number one selling bourbon in iowa yeah for sure no one sells more bourbon in iowa not maker's mark not buffalo trace yeah exactly Mm -hmm. that's crazy yeah it is it's like when you like you hear the number you're like here like oh that's cool like you're the biggest selling like iowa bourbon like no you're the biggest selling bourbon in the entire state yeah and jay henry up in wisconsin is doing something similar to where they're in so many bars up there to the point where like illinois couldn't get any mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. here for a while I was just which actually was, bring them which up was because super respectable to see that i was like right on guys yeah, like, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, joe mm. joe jr says the same thing he goes yeah. put out fires based on uh, my day is more about sorry i'm going to get you back on the next run right in illinois mm-hmm. and minnesota because that's all they do right so yeah i was just going to bring them up because I would like they, to have that. they are the polar opposite of starlight where okay starlight has this um this great attention to their brand especially in the midwest especially at frugal mcdougall's and <laughs> and uh they're they're building a brand based off finishes and single barrels right or so you want you could be them or you could be jay henry which i truly believe is the best craft bourbon in the entire country i think they make the best craft bourbon mm. but you don't have enough product to sell to your customers so do you want to be in the middle somewhere do you want to be the henry's where you're making everything you're growing everything on your farm doing it in an amazing mm-hmm. economical not non-economical way to make this a really great whiskey because you believe in what you do as a brand and so does starlight but do you have enough to sell the customers? You can't even sell single barrels because they don't have enough out there. The last time I was there, right. like they literally had like cases in a corner. Like that's all of our inventory. There's like 39 cases that's there. That's insane. Yeah. That's it's, so it's insane. But yeah. at the same time, you have to look at their, and I agree with you with their bourbon. You better. The, <laughs> yeah, no, the bourbon is fantastic. However, their capability of producing bourbon limits their uh, reach. So to call them the best bur- craft bourbon, maybe regionally, nope. sure. <clears throat> I mean, excuse me, pardon me, but I've had every bourbon in the world, so trust me. I know you have, <laughs> and I haven't, but I can tell you that what I what I and I what I do love the the pat is it Patton right Patton Road or something like that? Pat, what's it called? Anyways, it's yeah for farm to flask. Mm. I mean, yeah, they're up there. Stop turning me on. Yeah, farm to flask. Farm to flask. <laughs> you know, but it's it's alliterative. And but they're, they're the, in position and they're the to most do fun and kind and, people. And they're so meet. wholesome. Let's so they actually not kiss their ass too much. They're Come on. well. No, my first, uh, my first, uh, <laughs> what is it? The event that they do the whiskey in the whiskey in the winter. Or something. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. St. Louis. Um, that's my first one that I did up there. I was by myself in like the dregs of winter up in Madison. 
we finished at the the event space and I went upstairs to the bar and I think like Marty Duffy was there because mm. I'm he's not unconvinced there's five of him around um, as Wilson but, like, the Henry's, like, kid, exactly they kidnapped me Marty? like come have a drink with us like let's say and they like very much like well welcome me into their scene so yeah, yeah. they're great um, yeah it, it, it just depends I guess where you want to be like as a distillery because both those distilleries too are like they have completely different family operations behind them that kind of support each one of their brands so I guess if you're starting off on your own and like literally like we're, we built a farm to make whiskey, uh, yeah. <laughs> you probably wouldn't have more inventory on there. But you also probably wouldn't barrel age for five years if that was the case, like the Henrys do. So maybe it's not a fair um, comparison or looking at the contrasting methods of operation and selling whiskey across the country. But it's a still a viable claim, seriously. Just because you two are sharing the mic doesn't mean you have to keep it in the middle of you when you, want you talk. Oh, you can, sorry. yeah, you can bring it over, move it I to each know. other. You know, be friendly. I don't know the. Uh, it's like a stripper pool. Have fun with it. Um, and I, no, I'm going to hit up this Starlight honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah please yeah. do. I picked it myself. Starlight honey? Did you pick Jake it picked it while he was being on the side of the world. I don't think I tried it till. <laughs> I don't know that one. one. <laughs> there was one of them we oh, put. is that what you were peeing on the bar? One of them we chose, and I had not tried it till after we decided to, and then I didn't realize we chose to until we were doing the group photo. Yeah, well. Yeah. Well, this is the one that was like. Uh, Crazy. A Weller barrel, oh, yeah. and a rum barrel, rum barrel, yeah. and then yeah, a and honey then barrel, it, and then oh, right. the Starlight yeah, bourbon so, went into it. Yeah, it was Buffalo Trace barrel, and then uh, it held four square rum, yep. which I'm probably not supposed to say, but I mean, Christian can't say it. I can say it. Oh, yeah. we, we, it held fucking four yeah, square yeah. rum. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And, then, uh, and then it held their honey with their family farm deal. Yep. Um, and then they're distillate. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. have yeah. a, a so bunch of beehives never... on property. That was too smart for my mind. I didn't know that was at first. I'm like, that sounds what it is. Sure. Yeah. They yeah, have yeah. an ape, apiary. Did you... Yes. Yes. Yeah. Bees hanging out. Puerto Rican knows all stuff. <laughs> Bee colony. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is crazy. One thing. Back to Starlight, real quick. Um, one thing I love about them is that they really tailor the blend. To each finish, and that's what they—that's what something that Christian's oh. really been working on, okay. is tailoring the blend of the whiskey for each finish. What do you mean by that exactly? How do they tailor it? So they got—they they have different mash bills, okay. Um, that that they're using, okay. Um, and they'll, you know, obviously, and obviously taste the barrels and stuff, and just make sure that it's, um, they they find ones that they like better, and think that they're they they okay. Uh, that's cool. That's kind of complement the finish. That's very cool. So they're, you know, purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Absolutely. Exactly. Purpose is good. That's a great word. I yeah. was going to actually bring up something else about the Henry's. I don't know if we can talk about that. Oh, should we wait? I think, I don't think that's public knowledge. Yeah. But until it'll be happening on Saturday, this won't come out till next week. Well, then we can probably talk about it. I can, oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll message them and ask if we can yeah, talk about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Before we put it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, we all can't <laughs> go because yeah. it's a last well, it was minute. a little bit last, last minute, minute notice. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, they are doing their La Flamme. Is that how you pronounce it correctly? I think so. Um, yeah, the dinner the dinner to the Saturday to launch that where it's a, like a five, six hour day of hanging out in the farm, um, drinking whiskey, dinner. Uh, Nancy Fraley is going to be there, who oh, is their... Uh, I'm not sure contracted blender would be the yeah she's their master, she's blender. master blender yeah. yeah I mean she's the that's where they most set up the big long table yeah. outside okay yep. very cool one of the most important people in our industry uh, so Nancy's been working with the the Henrys for a very long time and she's been tutoring Joe about how to do blending for uh, I mean I don't know how many years now several years like seven since before the, yeah, yeah like a while 
for sure. Oh, wow. And we just found out that Nancy is going to pass down Master Blender to Joe on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's yeah. let's just pause right there about the term master. Yeah. Um, and this and this is not a slight on Joe. This is probably very old guard of yeah a way of thinking. I don't know what you're gonna just say right now, Eric, but I agree with you already. Right. I think Joe um, agrees with you too. Yeah, and this is not a slight towards Joe and, and and his talents that he's been cultivating, learning his blending process. But that's something that kind of craft brands have kind of eroded mm. over the past fifteen years is masterful anything. Yeah, um, and it's I'm very much a believer in the ten thousand hour philosophy of of doing things and all that, which is yeah. And this is call call your people whatever you want because job titles are essentially bullshit anyway, but. I have a new job That's title. something that I'm just like, okay, let's not throw that around. The more you throw it around, the less special it becomes. I agree. Sure. And I will, I'll take a little bit of a alternate uh, viewpoint on this because I think that... I got hot take blander coming after that, you. Here, uh, we go. Here we go. We could preface by saying, too, that's what we were told in a PR email yes. or message. Yes. We don't know if Joe's actually... Using the term master blender, I'm we sure do not, we I'm do sure not know that. Never yeah, refer we don't to himself know that. As that. Well, or least, I think yeah. he might. But. He might, but like it might, <laughs> it might be more head blender than master. We don't know. Mm. Yeah, sure. we were just told that. So yeah, that was sure. yeah, that was the terminology that was given to us in a in a, a group message on Instagram, inviting us to the event, and like that's, that's cool. how it was conveyed to us three sure. days before the event. But I will somewhat stick up for the idea of what you're saying, like. The diluting of master, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't disagree with that. But I do think that, like, at what point do you allow someone who's coming up through the ranks, that has put in the work, that has put in the time, that's put in the effort, that has that has worked under the tutelage of someone fair. like Nancy? That's very fair. And she's ready to, she's ready to say, hey. Joe is now worthy of the title of of Master Blender. And again, we don't know for sure that yeah. that's exactly what it's going to be. But if Nancy Fraley is saying, hey, yeah. Joe Henry, Josie Henry it. is worthy of the Master Blender title at, at um, the distillery, then, I mean... Are you going to argue with Nancy Fraley? Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's, yeah. A, f- that's, a, that's a fair point. That's a, that, that's a, <laughs> that's a, Wilson's ready yeah, to go. Let's argue. Let's Rant argue incoming. She, she's actually... Who the fuck she's, is Joe she's, Henry Jr.? That's a good point. It's Joe Z. Henry Jr. Sorry, Joe Z. He's some beefcake up north. Beefcake. I suppose if it is a title to pass on as a mantle, I suppose that's a consideration, sure. And... In the truncated timeline, I guess that's something that might not be considered in my point as well, is the truncation of that apprenticeship and timeline based on the existence of your facility and what you've been doing the whole time. For I sure. totally okay. concede that point. Correct. Yeah, I mean, considering that, again, you know, with all due respect and in all seriousness, if this is, if this is what Joe is, is, is accepting in his next, you know, chapter of, of being part of this family and this distillery and this product and this experience, then hell yeah. Get it, Joe, because uh, as long as they're as long as they are present to tell that story, you know, as long as they're there, I agree. Yeah, yeah we won't. We won't, might just cut this whole thing out. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we 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 may be saying yeah. fuck him when we, and Mark born. and what were we yeah. talking <laughs> about? But, point now. but I really, you know, considering again uh, the fact that you know their production uh, limitations and their re- and their um, it could all just be on purpose. Really, now mm. that I think about it. 
why go 15, 20 states when I can do three and do three really fucking well? That's own true. my home state. Sure. Own Be, my hometown. It's very much like the new Glarus thing. I love Wisconsin that. as well. I love it's like that we're not going to be yeah. in bars. They tried no, in, in Illinois. We're not they're just be like, in no. Bars. But they're in it every didn't work out in they're in here. every gas station, every bar, Correct. every store. Every case is that. Thank you for very much, Jake, for introducing me. For real. Me too. And I, I respect yeah. that. That, I mean, that conscious decision to do that. Yeah. I feel this is one of those examples. And Joe and I've had conversations about expansion, and he's and I'm like, dude. Keep doing what you guys are doing. You're, yeah. In my opinion, yeah. I don't. I'm nobody, They're but fine. like, yeah. nice. I mean, I'm a I'm a master podcaster. I think. There you are. Okay. I, <laughs> you're a you're yes. a head podcaster. May I bestow onto you, <laughs> Jake Cookie, Hookie, okay. Master <clears throat> Podcaster. <laughs> I thought everybody left me, but I feel like I'm back, baby. <laughs> no, you're back, brother. You're back. back. I can't have my brother say. Tell him who. You made me cry, by the way. But what? To let you know. About what? <laughs> considered it about being your last podcast. I was like, I got really emotional. That was a, a well-crafted plan, kind of like no, Taylor Swift and I think you were hurting Travis brother, Kelsey. And you called out, and, I, and we came. <laughs> and we came. Hey, not no, I, uh, we came. no, it just, it, don't worry about it. I'm, no, it's fine. I do, I do. I always have Zach or I. <laughs> oh, who the fuck is Zach? Oh, he's he's beating up family I'm members. I'm feeling sassy tonight. So you are. I am. It's, not the, it's the afternoon. Bring Zach. Are we talking shit about Zach? Yeah, we're talking shit about Zach right now. Oh wow. <laughs> who go. is he? Who is this masked Zach? <laughs> Have you really not met him? He was eating in a fucking burrito when I met him. <laughs> Are you sure you weren't eating a burrito? No. No. Oh, I ooh. ate Harold's after the fact. I you ate hit Harold's one after, after the fact. fact. You went to cool off with a burrito. Where'd you go to get a burrito after? I went to Harold's to get oh, Harold's. fried chicken. Dude, the burrito no. there is, or the hot dog there is fantastic. At that, at that Harold's. Oh, I have not had anything at Harold's but chicken. Yeah, I'm a dark meat Harold's guy. Oh, man. Really? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. No. But shout out to Zach. Don't know you. All I remember is you taking a big ass bite of a burrito when I met you. Nice. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Interesting. Was there a bunch of hot sauce? Oh, there's a shit ton of fucking hot sauce. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think with Nancy Fraley, if you if if, if she's going to give you that moniker, yeah. it's something to accept. If she feels, is, yeah, right. And I just wonder, I only want to hand that down. Yeah. Like you're going to listen to Nancy totally. Fraley. I don't want to bring it up because I know how Joe's a good friend. I know how hard he worked. I know how hard that family works. He's I mean, made sacrifices. Well. Yeah, he's living yeah, back sure. on the farm to yeah. see the whole operations of the farm yeah. to make sure that everything's going well and their new production of the of what's going on at the distillery expansion-wise. So uh, super proud of him. Um, or we might just cut this whole thing and fuck you, Joe. So, yeah. 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 No, I mean, hashtag, new hashtag. New hashtag. His little hoochie mama shorts. He's replacing mine. Steve wants to get rid of the fuck Malloy. <laughs> nah. I like it. Is no, 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 no. Not fuck Malloy's. Fuck Steve Malloy's. Oh, you don't want to do that. Person. No, no, no. no oh, we I'm thought we. With it. Oh, it's Matt Brown. Matt Brown, you're back in play. Matt Brown's back in play. I thought we were co being fucked. This is taking a new direction. Well, gotta go, guys. Do you want to do my GSM for me? That'd be great material on there. Sure. Yeah. You can people talk. notice that it's a hogwash? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Say hogwash. Pretty much. He's, no, he's back That's in Australia. Weird. He's sleeping right now in Australia time, right? Is yeah. he back now? He's back. Has he moved? He's uh, moved, but he'll be back in the States soon enough to help me do my job because I'm not very good at it. What is that Henry finish with maple? Mm. Ah. So good. Is there yeah. any other brands that you have on the shelf, Steve, that mm. are similar in fashion to what the Henrys do? 
and by that, mm. for anybody who doesn't know, for context, is they own their own farm. Uh, right. They, I think it's knowledge they don't distill themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do go to the distiller they work with to have it distilled in their their way. They built the, me- the that method out with the, that the yeah, distillery. contract distilling. Right, 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 right. So they do that. They bring the whiskey back to their farm. They barrel age everything on their farm for five years? Five years. Yeah, it's five years. They yep. dropped the five-year statement they, yeah. for a while. I think it might be back. I think it's on, back. I think it is. Let's call it four years at yeah, least. Yeah, at least. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> and um, they sell into three states. They pretty much... The family pretty much hand sells the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. yeah, mm-hmm. right. I mean, um, I places like Whiskey Acres As take that's it. who would come yep. to mind. Yeah, yeah. take it the extra step, and they're they're producing all their own corn and you know everything. So that's totally. Uh, mm-hmm. You see Nick always. And Nick, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 Nick especially. Um, I'd be so everywhere. I'd be so opposite because I suck at sales. I'd be like, I just want to hire like the best salesperson and be like, go sell my whiskey for me. I just want to do everything else. <laughs> no, I mean they're doing it right out there. I mean people are split on you know it's so corn forward and stuff, but that's what their goal is. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. want. I mean they're going after the the terroir mm-hmm. of so what the they're producing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And and Nick is such a nerd of. I mean he's got an agriculture background. That yeah. yeah. Was his like. Mm-hmm. You know, all of his studies are that. Uh, when I went out to the farm, it was more of a farming lesson than a whiskey oh, lesson. Absolutely. And our podcast oh, with them was the same way. Yeah, uh, it was crazy. Back in the high 190s, if you want to go back and listen to Nick for an hour about the whole background of the how farming really is the identity of that distillery. Yep. Um, go back and listen to that. That's a great comparison there. Mm-hmm. I know it's what Nick wants to do up at Dancing Goat eventually would be to have like mm-hmm. his own land to farm and... I don't know if you ever. I don't know if he'll ever move away from the sourcing method because of what he's built with that uh, essentially Solaris system. Of, and he has a love affair with MGP. He, oh, so I mean, he has he a love affair with many people. He's been cheating on me. Oh, sorry. With, with Matt Brown. Oh, oh, oh. fuck hey, Matt bro. Brown. Oh. <laughs> Are we all going to Wisconsin Whiskey Festival? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Game time decision. <laughs> Is, it, all right. I is, mean, every, is everybody staying that night? We are. We, we decided. Are. Okay. Yes. Are. Yes. Very Let's commit close. to it. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely are. committed to it. Okay. Yeah. I owe my wife a Microphone. Microphone. Should we go? Should we go out somewhere? Should we do a bottle share? Like I know bottle Ooh. shares are kind Ooh. of. Have you had the bur- the burger in the pub downstairs, the Miller Pub? It's, yes, I had it. Uh, pretzel it's bun. Very good. Yeah. Mm, got a pretzel tasty. bun. On, I lived on a in that Hilton for like three weeks. I was for slow and low. Hell yeah! Like the best best <laughs> distillery in the world, if you didn't know. Best rock and roll you can have. That van was best awesome man. and terrible at the same time. Did I meet you with that van? I no, drove the van. No, I saw your I saw that many times before I knew who you were. But I'm no. like, that's awesome, but I don't want to let any kids near it at all. The <laughs> amount of fights I, fights I had to almost reasons. have happen in front of that van and break up while in Milwaukee. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that that's okay. Uh, like that's you, that's one caution with like Milwaukee good. Whiskey Fest. I noticed it last year. It started at like what, like five o'clock or yeah, six. It was, it was a long. People were coming in hot. People yeah. were drinking downstairs in the bar. They oh come, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I turned some people, and this is I shouldn't pick on Milwaukee. It's probably any Friday event. That hey, we're just the like, badge of honor. Everything you said is a badge of honor. Really mad when I'd be like, can you just because any any event I do, I always grab a couple of cases of water wherever they're stacked. I'll be like, cool, I'm taking these. Yeah. I will happily turn somebody away from my from my table and give them a bottle of water, then serve them whiskey if they don't need one. Yeah, Sheila went with me last year, and she was served. She was helping me pour, and this guy's like, 
so how long have you been doing this? And she and she's just like, just, yeah, hold on one second. And <laughs> you can talk to my husband. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm out. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going for a walk. I'm, yeah. I'm going to the bathroom, not coming back, not oh, dealing with this. Hopefully yeah, not. It's yeah. just like it comes from a good place. Like it definitely from the bar experience. It's yeah. like, no, it's like, all right, the no. Cubs had a double header today yeah. and you come in with a Cubs <laughs> yeah. jersey. You're probably not going to get served. <laughs> um, the, it's just one of those things. That's, like, um, it, it that's comes, actually a sign in Delilah. Yeah, like I'd rather you get home safe and be pissed off at me than not get home at all. Yeah, that's fine. Like seriously. No, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, hopefully those guys in the yellow sweaters are back too. Oh. Don't, don't get me started on those guys. <laughs> those guys. All right. Well, those people that come up at these festivals, like let's say you have, um, I have a weeded bourbon. That's that's a weeded bourbon, and they come up the comparative Never tasting people. How would you compare this to popular brand X? And yeah. you try to be polite about it. Yeah. You're like, well, we're yeah. we're a different match bill. We do a different thing in Fort Collins. You know, it's a, it's kind of a different impetus of what we're doing. And they're like, yeah, but how would you compare it? Like, eventually, I get to the point where I'm just, and I said this to those yellow sweater guys last year. I'm like, do you go to Toyota dealerships and just talk about how good Hondas are? <laughs> no, you don't. And one of them, like, you see the light bulb go on sometimes. You're like, all right, now I've got you. Yeah. Like now that I'm breaking from sales and the Vanna White of whiskey yeah. that we can be sometimes, <laughs> I'd be like, listen, man, like, let's do some real talk. I, I call my Lower East Side New York thing, like, listen, man, this is how it's going to be. And then, mm-hmm. then you get them in or you don't. I agree. But those, yeah. those baby yeah, poo colored sweaters were it, it, the worst, it, man. It, oh. I, I do understand like where they're coming like from. Frogs. There's a way of doing it with tact where uh, you can ask somebody in a comparison to that whiskey because they're gener- genuinely curious. Sure. Or they're just trying to tell you, like, I have all these balls at home. And you're, right. yeah. Or they're waiting for their turn to talk. How does it compare to William LaRue Weller? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know him. Yeah, I remember, it doesn't. I remember they came up to the um, to our table and, and they were like, so this is a new brand for us here. I'm like, it is. We just launched. Because we launched literally a month before that. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, we do single barrel picks and all that. Our group does. I'm like, great. Is that what you rolled on in? today on because that's as far as this conversation is going yeah. be like, what's your name again <laughs> yeah like <laughs> because you have a letterman's fucking sweater on you right right fucking say yeah i'll sell you a single barrel you know i mean it, it never hurts to ask but a little a little social politeness oh yeah yeah yep. it's like come on a little foreplay yeah. welcome me well, in before you, know, you it a little bit, you know? yeah, yeah i agree you know this room it doesn't swap my hair hold my hand <laughs> you know snap at me Oh man! <laughs> oh, you like that Garcon? <laughs> I think it was. I don't know. Oh. I can't remember if it was that festival or uh, um, what's the one up in Blum Bros area? Oh, Galena, Galena whiskey, Galena whiskey, whiskey. whiskey. I just told yeah, someone yeah. to fuck off and just gave him two middle fingers. <laughs> wow. they, I, I know it's not very professional of me, but uh, that's a great. It just it kind of they kind of everyone in the line agreed with me for doing it. Mm-hmm. I'll, put it I'll put it that way. Okay. Because the guys just cut the line thinking they could, because they um, knew the guy, Tim, who runs it. They're like, oh, we know Tim. I'm like, cool, I don't care. And they're like, I want your most expensive right. whiskey. I'm like, great, you can have it when they're all going. You just cut everybody. And it was like, Oh, he walked in front of people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. a great move saying, I want your most expensive whiskey. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. I love that line. Or best. What's your best? best? Yeah. What's your favorite? Yeah. Like, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind it's... that question. It's like you try through all the whiskeys and you're like, what's your favorite? Yeah. I oh. don't mind that question. Well, yeah. well, that's that's where you that's where you flip it to engagement. Right. It's just like, what's your best? Right. What's your favorite? Like I, for me, Old Elk, it's it's my rye mm-hmm. because Greg Greg's rye is bulletproof. Mm-hmm. But 
people are still sleeping on rye whiskey for yeah. some stupid reason. Everybody's all, sleeping on rye. It's it's not okay. we, we just I, need I to admit it. I don't mind that. I, mean, do I don't you, either. I don't mind the slow surgence of rye. I it's, really don't. It's for coming. Me, for me, it's it was kind of like when people yeah. would come in and ask for a high life and a fernet. Oh. I'd be like, cool, you were your industry. Where do, how was your shift today sort of thing? It's like when people come up so to me and it's like, like nah, I want to try the rye. Okay. It's funny when they aren't, though, and they ask for that, and they never had for net. For net. <laughs> Have you ever had that happen? Ooh. Yeah. Italian Malort. for it. Italian Malort. Yeah. Don't, don't. Dude, it tastes like, it tastes like bug spray. Stop it. It tastes like mosquito abatement. I mean, I prefer Malort. It does. Italian. Yeah, shots fired. I've never heard that note. Mm. Mosquito abatement. We get like those old fogger trucks that used to drive by. I know what you're saying. used to drive by. Those guys. Yeah. I just tasted it like just because you said that. I'm more of a mento person, admittedly. (laughs) (laughs) But after a heavy meal, if you need something going, yeah, do a shot of Fernet. It helps. Yeah, Mm. through a dragon. dragon. Or a pizza luge. Oh, nice. Pizza luge. Yeah. Microphone. Finishes. Back to this because this is something that just popped in my mind. (laughs) Okay. Um, You are getting into finishes. You mentioned, Eric, that you're slowly. Like, what are you looking for in a finish? Are you looking for that? the note from the specific barrel it's being finished in or are you looking over an overall experience with that i mean you have to you have to pick a lane um it's to me it's kind of like you either go complementary or supplementary uh flavors think of like wine pairings and stuff like that um where where my thing comes in and i hear this from other people as well and you guys mentioned it a bit on your last episode was taking, okay, does this bourbon anymore? Clearly it's not. And it's created some confusion. I think Angel's Envy specifically was brought up. And like those first people, because Angel's Envy has that, has that recognition that people think that's what bourbon is. And for me, it's more or less, let's not advance that conversation anymore. To me, I see it's like, all right, how many times do you need to put IPA on something? They put fucking bourbon on everything now. They do. Because it's that thing that grabs people. And at some point, you're going to touch that piece of clay so much that it just falls apart on you. And for me, it's like, okay, for for us in the industry, let's not think in weeks. Let's not think in months even. Let's think in years and try and advance a different conversation. Try and advance a conversation about an American blended whiskey. Does it have to have bourbon on there? No, of course not. But it's going to take some time to get there as opposed to keep on perpetuating the mutation of this word that is basically just uses marketing at this point for a lot of people. Is it bourbon anymore? Yes, of course it is, but it's bourbon finished in. And those words matter a lot to the layperson. I I can't speak to that because I'm not that I've got my, I I do this for a living. Like we all do. You are so smart. It's (laughs) so true. Can can we do, can we advance a conversation of what is an American blended whiskey? Can we have that lengthy conversation? Uh, Even going into like bottled and bond can, you know, uh, and this is a call out to big brands for sure, because little guys we're, we're fighting to exist. Can a can a, a distillery like Jim Beam or Buffalo Trace drop bourbon and do this is Buffalo Trace bonded American whiskey? No. Why not? They will fight. And like I'm, not, hell. I'm not disagreeing I'm, with you. Yeah, I'm saying they will fight like hell against that because the word bourbon means so much to someone walking through the whiskey aisle. If they see, if you put those two bottles, like the same bottle. On the shelf, and one said American whiskey, mm-hmm. and one said bourbon. The bourbon one 
is being picked up nine times Probably. out of ten because of the word bourbon. So I think that okay. the major players would fight like hell to keep to be allowed to continue putting the word bourbon on the label just simply because of the recognition of that word. Sure. Where, where it can get interesting, too, is that you look at how expensive certain legacy brands have become, whether it's, let's just go old Fitzgerald because it's right there, or even Heaven Hill Bonded, uh, Bottled and Bond. I mean, it, like that, it's now a seven-year-old whiskey. They put a nice shade of lipstick on the pig, and, <laughs> and, and it costs more now yeah. because it legitimately costs more for them to do that. I completely accept that fact. But at the same point, while smaller brands are going away, if not becoming more expensive and rebranded, that leaves a lot of room on the lower shelf for a lot of people. Where can and do do the small guys have it with within their wheelhouse to accomplish that goal? To get into for me, I don't really have a cocktail price whiskey, and by cocktail price, I mean under a dollar an ounce. Maybe that's an arena other people can put their heads together with, and maybe that's a collaboration that would move the needle for everybody, as opposed to. Uh, co-branding collaborations and experimentation and stuff. Yeah, so co-branding with other distilleries. Uh, however, it's accomplished. It's it's just it, you guys triggered on your last episode. You triggered a lot of thoughts for me, and I'm not using that in an emotional sense, the triggering. But like you brought out a lot of thoughts in me that I was just like, this is an interesting thought exercise, and like how can we change the narrative or maybe maybe expand the narrative to be like. Okay, this is a blended American whiskey. Sure, it doesn't have that cachet of, you know, getting all the likes on Facebook. But it's a $30 liter or $25 liter on the shelf that can, in bars especially, that can drive everybody home a little bit, you know. So it's a matter of customer uh, I think it's I think it's not even that. I think it's it's the willingness of the people that work for this as a living to actually put their shoulder into it and let go of that shiny thing. Right. Um, right, right. Yeah. Get the get the attention, but let go of that shiny thing in that award mm-hmm. that may or may not yeah. mean anything to everybody else. That mm-hmm. is that's something that's come up for us sure. the, on our sales team, and we've discussed this. And I put out something that uh, I got from Jake actually, um, and that's. The hey. going into it blindly, the master podcaster, uh, the mind master podcaster. But we've what we've done is changing the narrative allows us to actually change the verbatim within it. So instead of oh, using yeah. bourbon, we just say whiskey. Instead yes. of using rye whiskey, we just say whiskey again. If you use the word term American whiskey, that doesn't really resonate with anyone mm. as far as outside of our no. realm. It's more bourbon and rye are the two things that they differ, that, that triggers, as does gin. The word gin alone is a sin. As gin vodka, makes me fight my neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> vodka is accepted by all, some of them with hands up to fight, or with other ones like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drink that seltzer. You sure. know? Um, Rum is the next big thing. Well, sure. Are, are, we chasing, been, are we perpetually chasing that higher point are, with all that we're doing, and there's a vacuum being created at the bottom? If we sort of thing, yeah, you know, but a if, little more room that people are not looking at right now. Correct. All of a sudden, everything, even uh, you know, even Williams bottled and bond is more expensive. Now. But I, I bottle even bottle and bond now. So like mm-hmm. our weeded bourbon, for to your point, Eric, is we are after this second batch that we release this year, we are going to take that off the shelf, 
and we're going to reintroduce it to something that's more meaningful in that category, and that is the BIB. Very cool. Why? Because now it, no, this is forever. Now we have your attention. Now we have something in that category, in that realm, in that arena that can put up a fight without having the uh, weeded thing having to be placed in it uh, within the category or anything. And this is a more like, and this is all human behavior. This is all human psychology is just how we purchase this is fucking google at its best if you really dig into google as much as you could or you can well isn't it also tradition no no it's not so much tradition because we're challenging tradition, tradition. broken too yeah. though tradition I mean, bottled and, and i'm about tradition be... as much as jake thinks i'm mexican and i'm not i'm puerto rican and obviously everyone knows i would say sordery i would say sordery you know who said that nice. my neighbor oh, said that go <laughs> i'll say so kudos to you points but it's it's one of those things where you know it, we will honor history and it's on our label, and I'm just repeating our label, but we're going to challenge a very tradition of that. So why not, what better way to do so than by putting out a weeded bourbon that's not so weeded or, you know, doing a, 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 uh, a rye that's just not, it's not so rye, you know, it, I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but if we changing the narrative and that's by using keywords and key, not key, not buzzwords or anything, but putting that back onto the consumer instead of it always being on us, I think we can get a little bit further. I've even started by when I do not tastings, I just list a mash bill on the bottle. I take blind, I take blind bottles, this very bottle. I just put tape over it and I write the mash bill on it. Fucking let them decide what they want to drink. Yeah, I mean, have you I, seen I, a difference in that? Absolutely. I, I was at now they ask more questions because yeah, tape it's, you get yeah. them to ask you. You ask them more questions. <laughs> yeah, and I had that happened last night at, there you at, go. at an event, and and we we're getting through. It's not like on the third one. It was a couple people came on the earlier side that really wanted to engage with with yeah. my brand. I was like, awesome, cool. I'd rather talk to three people that are interested Mm -hmm. than 30 people that don't care. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And we got into like the third one and they're like, so are you going to like, I was telling the tech data, obviously like the mash bill or what was going on in there. So what are we tasting here? I'm like, why would you ask me that? Like, I want to know what you're tasting. Like, I don't know what your experience is. Like things like that. And like to me, it's that engagement. It's not that alienation or fear of missing out on something, which is, which is, Whiskey is lousy with it right now. Yeah, we are and the, occupying shelf we, space. But we are the ultimate Wall FOMO Street. producers or creators, yes. if you will. We're in position to create FOMO. We are in that very position. That should be our title: FOMO fucking creators. <laughs> I think it's funny because Wilson, like, you could just substitute American whiskey for single malt, and we're talk we're having the exact same discussion and using the exact same for terminology sure. at Star Wars. You could. You yeah. could, but that's because there's a miseducation or a not or an uneducated individual at your in front of you. Right. So you're altering every conversation we've had. As we know, we are altering exactly what is needing to be said because we're taking so many more things into consideration. It's not what they're pointing at they want to try. It's not what they're trying to make out of the bottle or the label. Right. It is their body language. It is how they're reacting to you. Are yeah. you smiling? Are you fucking pissed off because you had a shit day in the market, but you have to do another three hours at this tasting? You know, there's so many goddamn things that are, there's so many little variables involved mm. that that will contribute to what ultimately they taste 
right. and what they think or what they have to share after the fact. Well, and that's the sweet spot too, is, is finding those whiskeys. And, and this is kind of to my larger point of something that doesn't need a story, something where you're done talking about it, done thinking about it. And I have these bottles at home that are not small brands at all. That I'm like, I don't want to think about it. I don't so, want to no. talk about it. I just want to have a nice dram that I can rely on right. and maybe a beer with it as well. Fucking A. High you know, life, hopefully. Because a, good, a peach beer. Yes. Usually uh, beer. I'm on. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I want to try that bush light. My bush light peach. Yeah. peach. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. You're a fan of totally that. Yeah. The Indiana boys that. really loved yeah, what yeah, I told them. That's what I've been drinking all summer <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do, you do you have like 30 racks? Do you have towel boys? We, well, and the uh, beer nerds like no. freak out at that. They're like, what are you, you're drinking bush like peach? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's your fault this exists, guys. Like, seriously. It's, yeah. it's like, it, True. like it went so far. Crap beer went so far around the needle <laughs> that bush like peach exists. It's brilliant. And the, and the same thing, they probably get their peach flavoring, um, bush light does, as probably most other crafts. Breweries. Saying oh, yeah. it, I'm definitely saying that with Bush Light Peach. I'm absolutely saying that it's not changing I, peach I have mashed peaches, and I trust me, no one's doing that. <laughs> it is a terrible, terrible day. But it, but it's one of those things that, like, and that's what terrifies me about the whiskey industry. Is like, are we going to go so far that it falls apart? And mm-hmm. are we going to alienate our base by how much we're chasing after a shrinking piece of property? You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, you no, weren't you, there for Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Like, I, I was invited. I'm like, nah, I've been traveling for a few weeks. I, I want a weekend with my wife. Yeah. I, I just want to rest. I want to think. And for me, that would feel like work, even if I'd be drinking and having a good time. Yep. And it's just like how many different things need to happen to really say the consu- – to, to, and the layperson, and please, like, lay you, people comment on this. Wouldn't you say, though, that would be the – those are the people you are chasing. So saying no to that event would be going with going against the flow of sales. No, I, I wasn't asked to participate as a brand. I, know, I was just like, asked to like go, and I'm like, eh, yeah, I yeah, I know, I know. But like yeah. at the same time, like, I mean, it was. It seemed like it was just like all influencers down there, right? Well, I, I, Chris, no. It was um, or people that are very, very, very spending a lot of money on whiskey at each day of the year. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously. There was a lot of influencers, but there was a ton of people there that were just yeah. straight up whiskey enthusiasts that could give two shits about social media or that's, that's cool or or any of it. Uh, actually, yeah. it was probably more of those people than oh yeah. And if, I guess I only see the people. Yeah, yeah. That and if I that's what people, yeah. Yeah, so. if that's what people want to do, that's what they want to do, and that's yeah. that's fantastic. You know, go see whatever band you want to see and go experience whatever you mm-hmm. want to. It's just not where I was when I was asked. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I don't. Really care. Yeah, I, I want to touch on something that you said, Eric. Though regarding like, are we at the point of like, I think you're basically saying like overload of what is being put out there in terms of like, sure, finishes and all these different skews that are that are on on the shelf, and like my personal story is the reason I got into whiskey, and I've told this a million times, is that craft beer got to that point for me where it was like, this is ridiculous. I can't drink marshmallow flavored X, <laughs> Y, and Z every single day. And like, that's all I'm seeing on the shelf. I'm switching to whiskey. And now I'm at the point where like, I'm looking at the same exact scenario mm-hmm. happening in whiskey mm-hmm. in terms of finishes and limited offerings and all this stuff. And I look at the shelf and I'm like, <laughs> 
I can't keep up with this. Yeah. Right. What's going to be the next thing that I'm going to go to right. that is not this. Right. And like, I'm not there yet, mm-hmm. but like it's, there's that time is potentially coming. I think for a lot of whiskey drinkers where they're just going to throw up their hands mm. and totally. be like, fuck all of this. Either they're going to just completely leave whiskey and go to something adjacent like Armagnac, Cognac, mm-hmm. rum, uh, which, or tequila. Rum's, rum's been the, you know, rum has been the next big yeah. thing for 15 years. And tequila is <laughs> is supposedly already outselling whiskey in, mm-hmm. in the United mm-hmm. States. So obviously um, people have by, moved to by that. By dollars, not by volume, but yes. Yeah. yeah. And so like at what... <laughs> You know, people are either going to leave the category or they're going to just go to the tried and true. They're going to go right. back oh, sure. to right. just buying. I, sure. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to contract. Jim Beam. I think, you know, it, it, I think it has to. Yeah. I think there's going to be a um, contraction and, back and, you're, to, and Chris, forgive me for, and correct me on any false assumption, is that you're coming from obviously a very conscientious consumer point of view. Yeah. You know, I like I remember working the, working the retail days where – People were chasing around Bourbon County stout trucks. Uh, <laughs> now it's now it's uh, allocated whiskey trucks. Oh yeah, and, Everybody and, knows the it, and I've seen it happen. Now. I'm like, I've seen this before. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, and and they're they're going to pair it slash mirror each other exactly because my crystal ball's broken after 2020. <laughs> but seeing that happen, it's just like, okay, like how can we in in us challenges as a brand? It's like how do we cut through that noise? And let's unpack that in a couple of places. So, um, not identifying any certain brand or anything like that. Port finish has been a big thing in the whiskey world for a bit here. Chris, as a consumer, if you buy one good port finished whiskey, does that make you more inclined to buy another brand's port finished whiskey? Or you're like, Hey, I have this on the shelf. I don't really need another one of it. Uh, for for a while there, I'm, it was I'm asking like, you to I speak wanna... for America as yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> and speaking for the American consumer. Um, no, for a while there, I think it was like my first introduction was obviously Angel's Envy when yeah. it comes to port finish. But the one that really like that specific speaking that specific finish would be like Midwinter's Night Dram from right. High West. Mm. And then I was like, yeah, I want to try. Uh, all the port finishes, but I feel like it just gets to the point where you're like, okay, there's not that big of a difference between mm-hmm. these. Some are more port, some are less port. Yeah, um, I think it depends. And then, yeah. yeah, and then styles of grain build is yeah, different. I think mm-hmm. you just you just get a, a bit worn out on that particular thing that you're chasing, right? Thank you for not saying Imperana. No, 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 no. No, but there's, there's, there's something just below the surface here too. Is that like if you have a port finish, port finish whiskey, or port finish bourbon, just as an example, and you don't care for it at all, uh, we run into this all the time as smaller brands Mm -hmm. that, especially smaller brands that are still, you know, finding their own voice, getting their blending processes down. Is that if you have one and you don't like it. Yep. more often than not people are like i don't like that one yep right um right. Uh, my wife who works for yeah. few uh runs into that all the time that people that had few five years ago they're like well mm. it's not for me it's like mm. well if you had it lately and yeah. you guys all know it's, susan she's like yep. fuck you try it they're chugging out and they're just like well this now. is totally different than what i remember yep. so it's it's one of those things that like you know coming in and not being forceful but people just try mine 
And if yeah. you don't like it, I've got seven feelings left. You're not going to hurt those feelings. <laughs> yeah. you know? like, it's okay if you oh, it's don't. Up to seven. It's seven. Last time I, it was I, two. I, I've been cultivating <laughs> on the road. Growing but, feelings. but to that point, also, Eric, um, a lot of what the consumers are also missing out on because of their fandom for the big six, that's a very much more consistent tasting, consistent, I mean, not the availability of it, but it's a consistent taste. You will always get that taste. Mm-hmm. Where for us smaller brands, we're trying to break away from that. We're trying to come up. Some of uh, the pin hooks, the Castle and Keys and some oh, others. God, we almost went one podcast yeah, without I mentioning it. I have to mention oh, it. Well, it's almost. impossible. But it, it, it's, it's, it's necessary because it's a the way they introduce themselves is because of their, we're so young. We're coming out, obviously, in vertical series or in vintage fashion where every batch will be different. Every batch mm-hmm. will be taste different which is not something that is still um maybe known it's new it's new right you know they're like oh i didn't oh well i had your restoration two years ago well right it's two years now it's two years yeah we're still making it so there's that yeah Yeah, so there's there's that hurdle if you will that we still Mm -hmm. come across to Mm -hmm. your point about the few the kovals koval tastes different today than it did you know when we were there Mm -hmm. yeah better back then yeah, I well, mean, yeah. Well, 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 yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, but you know, and that's another thing. It's like, how do we overcome that? So you're reintroducing, reeducating, reintroducing, reeducating. Mm-hmm. So it's just like to the point. It's like, I so are we seeing well, sure. Steve? Are we seeing finding balance? Are we seeing consumer? Are you, do you see consumers that are too like I don't know overwhelmed? I guess with the choice now. Um. Man, but you that's a loaded question. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think it's getting to that point mm. that there are too many options. Everybody's trying to um, release as many bottlings as possible, mm-hmm. with as many finishes as possible, with as many angles as possible, with single malt, with shelf sets, everything. Hey, would, yeah, you, would, right, you, would, you, would you stop describing my brand for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> with a, a, an incoming stout cask, yeah. Yeah, uh, which certain, is certain big brands that are coming out with new expressions that are like, are you really doing this because mm. it's what you want to do? Right. Or are you doing this because you don't want somebody else to right. have that exactly. altruism, baby? You know, and that's a that's a risk of being a small brand too, is is you have a great experiment that goes well. Well, guess who's gonna be able to do it bigger, faster, and cheaper than you are? Yeah. And and it's one of those things, it's yeah. the risk mm-hmm. of being innovative. Totally, uh, right. and then totally. Steve, yeah. I, I I can't comment to your experience, obviously, oh. but no, you cannot. When I worked Please retail, <laughs> um, I would have it was the same as as having eight hundred whiskeys behind me at the bar. Yeah. These people see that thing, right, and they're just they automatically revert to their safe place. Just they're oh, just yeah. like eyes glaze. I don't over. know what any of this sure. stuff is, but I read an article that says this is the best. Do you have this best one? Yeah. Sometimes, usually it's no. Yeah. But it's, it's like, okay, but then that's on us as salespeople to be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, it's the if then, no, right. but sales technique that, like, well, we don't have this, but we have something along that category mm-hmm. lines that this is exclusive to our store or right. just yeah. a smaller right. brand, give them a shot. Like, it's, sort of it's definitely been and a little bit of a. That's a lot to put on the retailer. It's, it's, a, it's, a it's definitely become a little bit of a minefield. Totally. Um, trying to pick and choose and trying to hold the customer's hand a little bit because there is an inundation of new stuff and everybody's trying to um, have their own spin on every marketing term and every um, new finish on every Mm -hmm. um, new little ancillary um, 
you know, a rivulet of, of, <laughs> of whiskey that they can get their hands on and, and put, some, put a little money into and see if they can reap some benefits. Yeah. So it's been, yeah, it's, 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 it's been a little difficult lately with, um, you know, mm. I mean, there's definitely people that are doing great stuff, but yeah, it doesn't take anything away from the brand. It's overwhelming. It's, yeah, definitely. It, it is. I, I don't think, I think there's one factory even discussed yet, which Chris Wilson and I chatted about in the last podcast is with all this money being behind small brands as investment and then all outright purchase of those brands into a larger portfolio, It'll be interesting to see, very interesting to see if the growth of those brands is allowed to be measured and operated as they were already doing for 10, 12, two years with some people. Uh, (laughs) uh, And if they continue to be identified as what they were out in the market and why people got to know them, or are they going to be exploited and shifted into a giant category and become just part of a blending house? Interesting. Interesting. Because if if they are allowed to operate with more money, get more territory um, behind them, couldn't they just really find and hone in on like you're talking about, like your your whiskey, your identifiable whiskey, and become one of the next challengers of the big big six? Yeah. I I feel Speechless. I think I feel <laughs> part of that too is like at the distillery we are to the to the point of. Uh, blends and finishes and all that we don't feel the pressure of having to come through that only because of the fact that we within ourselves don't consider ourselves a whiskey brand you know we we are more of a hospitable brand if Mm -hmm. you will so we and that being said it's like all the manners that we've been taught around this point it's like you know you you know you come into a new space and you play nice Mm -hmm. you know you're accepted in and you're welcomed in you do right by that opportunity so to keep up with that, those experimentations and or thoughts of going into that, we will try to bring back the, the, the uh, spotlight on us by just doing it out of the distillery. Makes it much more special. I don't have that at Malloy's, but if you come down our distillery, which is a four and a half hour drive, not only will you find something to that note, but you will find something else just as special. You should probably have everything here, though. That's what I, I mean. Think. I mean... <laughs> You would. I know you would like that. That I know you would like that. I know you would like that. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, Uh, but yeah. um, Okay. (laughs) I felt compelled to say that. Very very compelled. How's Fort Collins? (laughs) That's awesome. I haven't. I haven't been there in a few months. I was just there. So. Were you? I'm close. I love. I was in Estes. Park. Oh yeah, yeah. You were at um um the the Stanley. Yeah, yeah. The Murder Hotel. Everyone go. Every well. Yeah, uh, they've, they've done a couple single barrels with us uh, over time. Man, just uh, everyone, it's a destination spot for the whiskey industry now. Like everybody needs to go there if you love whiskey. Like yeah. it's just a cool place to hang out, have a tasting, buy some bottles, and then you walk outside in the Rocky Mountains right there. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. Yeah, the rock, the Fort Collins is badass. Uh, was there anything you else you guys want to touch on from the previous podcast, Eric, that you wanted to bring up, or did we kind of hit it all? I think we hit on all of it. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's not. And this came from um, your guys' overall conversation with the finishing that we just touched on again. It's just like, how do we, the further you go forward with anything Mm -hmm. and advance that, to me, I I don't see things as going around a circle. It's how do you expand your, your bandwidth? Right. And it might take a while for smaller brands to find it's a less costly way to be on the shelf. Yeah. 
but at a certain point it's just like okay let's uh when's high west gonna do a 20 dollar fifth of 80 proof <laughs> of 80 proof whiskey Mm. So when like those, maybe it'll be led by a Gen One craft distiller like High West. I'm just arbitrarily yeah, no, saying, saying that, yeah. um, and really not worry about advancing that conversation and just kind of just ride what it is and start. As we see all the useless shelf set expansions, uh, mm-hmm. some of which are more expensive than others, mm-hmm. uh, especially with what, what was announced about. this week. Um, But just stepping back and looking at everything for how it is, not mm-hmm. only currently, but where it was coming from, because trends are cyclical, too. Yeah. That you look at the cocktail culture, and that's contracted mm. extremely over the last couple of years. Yeah. Because maybe. the cocktail people maybe took it a little too seriously, <laughs> or there's a ton of new people in our industry that are just interested in keeping the lights on. especially White, with white Claw Effect, baby. I mean, kind of, you know, it's, it's not quite like the, you know, some marketeers will be like, well, it's a race to the bottom. It's just like, well, okay. These people are also not on the streets. Like we are every day. They, they don't have their fingers on the pulse. Mm-hmm. They look at numbers and these same marketeers will be like, well, people are drinking less than they used to. It's like, well, yeah, but they're spending more to do it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have 10 bucket, you know, 10 beers in a bucket. They're going to have maybe one or two nice cocktails at, mm-hmm. the, same price. at the same price. Yeah. And people are, you know, a lot of that, we talked about it. I think I think we talked on a podcast how people were spending money in different ways with, uh, what's Gen Z? Is that below me? I don't know. It's below you. I don't know. Whatever. It's what, beneath you whatever, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> uh, whatever's after millennials is how they're spending their money more on experiences and travel. Well, guess what happens when you go and travel? You eat and drink at really cool places and you find new things. Even if you're only having like one cocktail or one beer, right. whatever it might be, it's still an exploration of products out there. If you leave the house to do anything, you're looking for that experience. Yeah. You, you can't know, get... like if you're going to your neighborhood joint, that's an experience. True. You could well, do said. the same thing mm-hmm. at your house for a third of the price. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're doing it because for one you don't have to that's what you're paying for and two like i'll go into any place once maybe not twice (laughs) but finding those little places where it's just like yeah okay they don't do the best cocktails their food isn't outstanding but the the service is amazing yeah i'll pay for that every time yeah good point um i think the the end all result is that there's a lot of great whiskey and that's the best thing about it yeah choice is overwhelming very overwhelming yeah for sure uh, it's Even for sure. me, I mean, I'll drink these stuff. last months, we were talking about earlier, Eric, I mean, it's just been a crazy, crazy year, especially in the summer, which is usually our low yeah. end. It's like the mm. first full calendar year we've had of normalcy. <laughs> yeah. It's been challenging. So it's been very sure. challenging. So I haven't um, really been able to taste as much as I normally have prior to, of course. But, um, sure. Always open to Well, it. we kind of run into the phenomenon, too, of... Um, whether or not somebody can get something twice. Mm. Uh, this And this goes a little beyond allocated whiskeys as well, and I think that's why we see so many unopened bottles mm-hmm. is because they're, they're being held in such an air of preciousness that, like, yeah. we don't know if we're going to have these again, which is kind of where single barrels live but also don't live but because don't live. they're like the people that come in and ask, say, a Steve Malloy for a single barrel or what right. do you have that's rare? Yeah, Like, well, you can only get this at our store. Yeah, Once it's gone, it's gone. It'll never exist again. And, kind of i think that's a narrative that i think it's been kind of forgotten true very true so if i never see an unopened but there's a ballot, value to that as well and that's what people are sure because now the consumer is looking for value sure and the on-prem and off-prem retailer well. fights for those for those as well yeah the Whether consumer fights for those but yeah, yeah. So. We're right. um, yeah. Yes. Let's, yeah before yes. we yes. got we gotta, I gotta take off in one minute so let's get this yeah. going yeah um yeah what do we got 
15 stars, fine age spirits. Uh, this is their sherry cask finish. It's a blend of 13 year and 10 year old Kentucky bourbon. Mm. Uh, just won some awards. A Any lot inkling of, where it's from? I've seen a lot of press about it lately. It's no awesome. idea where it's, where Didn't it's it from. Just, I think it just Kentucky. won like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, just won uh, according to this little flyer. Double gold at New York World Wine and Spirits Competition. Okay. Uh, I think double gold. Um, yeah. With, this, with These New guys, York, I'm, I'm not as familiar with the New York competition. Is that a... I think I can't it's the same people it? that put on the San Francisco. Is it? Okay, the cool. The award looks exactly the same it's as the San Francisco. London. That's, yeah. that's high praise then. Something else. But these I guys, like that enclosure too. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. These guys have been putting out like... And I don't know Ooh. if they're following the playbook of recent brands that have started up, and they just they just keep putting out like high age statement whiskeys, different finishes. It's wow. a brand that it's kind of caught my attention with their their first you know, like several releases like, that they've done. That like color they, is they all have thick. one smells yeah. potent. One fifteen proof on it too. What what was if you don't mind me asking like what what is what did this retail for? Um, actually, I don't know what it retails for, but it's sixty nine ninety nine. Probably not cheap. Most what? of their is stuff. It? Most of their <laughs> stuff. No, I would. I would. I would wager more than that. that. I'll yeah. take eight. Most of their stuff is <laughs> fairly more expensive, but <laughs> 10, again, you're yeah, plus. you're getting like high age statements uh, mm-hmm. from their whiskeys. This what, is what again, kind of sherry is it? Does it say? Mm, Listow variable. It's. I mean, it's just oak and sherry That's and great. a beautiful yeah, I mean, bouquet. The, 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 just nosing it is yeah. crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Christy, thank you for sh- Chris, thank you for sharing. Yes. Steve, thank you for hosting. Yeah, totally. Eric, thank, thank you for you your conversation. Too. Wilson, mm-hmm. thank you for the castle and key pitch. Oh, <laughs> hey, oh. I'm not ashamed. Uh, I mean, <laughs> n- n- nor should you. Um, no, but uh, thank you for keeping this going. I appreciate you. No, oh, you yeah. I, no I appreciate you. Um, well, That's crazy uh, cheers, good. guys. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Everyone, have a good rest of your week, and we will see you next time with a guest, hopefully. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.